Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice of the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse football recruiting and the upcoming 2016 season. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Syracuse.com, Stephen Bailey. Stephen, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Anytime, Wes. I really appreciate you having me on. And Steven, we'll get you started on this one. 2017 three-star tight end Aaron Hackett announcing his commitment to Syracuse over the weekend. What kind of player is the Orange getting? Sure. So Syracuse is getting a, uh, a pretty versatile tight end um, from Venice High School in Florida. Uh, the most interesting thing about him might be that his uh, positional coach down at Venice is Beckett Wales, a uh, former SU tight end. Uh, on the field, um, Aaron's comfortable catching passes over the middle uh pretty good hands good in traffic um this year he's going to be moving a, a little bit around more in their offense lining up maybe in the backfield on the wing out in a trip set so he'll um you know hopefully be a little bit more comfortable if they ask him to do some of those things at syracuse uh tight end is going to be a, an extreme position of need for us here in 2017 to play uh right away Steven, Syracuse's most recent commit was defensive tackle Curtis Harper, and at 6'2", 291 pounds, it seems like he's got the size to play at the next level. Yeah, a kid from Pennsylvania, uh, Curtis Harper, he definitely has the size. It's going to be a matter of um, making the most of that weight and making him athletic. Uh, He put on a lot of weight in the last year to get up to that number, so uh, it's possible. You know, he may drop down a little bit. You try and get a little bit more muscular. Um, but Syracuse did not have a defensive tackle in its class before Curtis, and um, it's nice to get a Northeast guy. I think Pennsylvania is one of the states that you know hadn't quite hit yet this cycle. Um, so Curtis will, will be a guy to keep an eye on, and, and if he can become um, a little more athletic and maybe get used to playing at, at a higher weight, uh, he's a guy who could try and come in and compete for time early. Steven, Syracuse in its 2017 class already has 16 commitments. Who else do we see on the horizon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can give you a few names. Uh, one's a running back named Isaiah Miller from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he's currently committed to Oregon State, but it seems as if he's at you know at or near the top of SU's list of running backs. Uh, they actually declined a commitment from Damone Drew, a player from Virginia, and their top target, Terrence Lee Davis, committed to Maryland. 
So it looks like Isaiah you know, might be that kind of guy uh, to fill that second running back spot in the class, along with Alan Stritzinger. Uh, Miller's working on setting up a visit to Syracuse, hopefully this month. Uh, Tyron Hunt's an offensive lineman from, from Virginia. Syracuse is also working uh, to get him up on campus this month. Um, I would say on the offensive side, those are um, maybe two two pressing targets. Uh, Charles Reed, another tight end who they're looking at. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Brian Edwards is a defensive back committed to Miami, but Syracuse is still staying on him. Um, and, and, I mean, there are a handful of other ones. But, yes, yeah, Syracuse's class is looking good. Um, they probably have another handful of spots left to fill. Maybe they can take a full class if they find uh, – some natural attrition there and ways to open up a couple scholarships but no doubt Syracuse is building a strong class and those are some of the names they'll try and look to to finish it off. Steven let's move to the 2016 football team now how is Syracuse taken to the new up-tempo offensive philosophy installed by new coach Dino Bapers? So they have definitely taken to the philosophy Um, everyone is excited about it uh, you know, you could tell that in the spring. As, you know, <laughs> maybe not the linemen quite as much, <laughs> but all the skill position guys are, are thrilled to be getting more snaps. You know, say doing a little bit more downfield passing. Um, I think the defense is excited to practice against it. Um, but you know, as far as what kind of success they can have, uh, Dino has kind of said that the strides that the offense makes during the summer will probably be just as important, if not more important, than what they do in fall camp. Um, so we'll have a bit of a better feel for that, you know, over the next few weeks. Um, Dino has said in the past that usually midway through year two is when the offense fully clicks. So you're going to need to have a little bit of patience there. But um, I think from a philosophical perspective, everyone's thrilled to be, um, you know, bringing in this up-tempo spread offense that has really put up a ton of yards and points everywhere it's been. Steven, how about the other side of the ball? I know that Syracuse ran a little bit of Tampa 2 last year, but this year they're going all Tampa 2. How they have adjusted to that? Yeah, you know, they did have some things, but it's really very different from what they were running. Uh, Scott Schaefer and Chuck Boa ran a very aggressive defense, uh, smaller, faster, kind of blitzing linebackers, man corners you could bump and run, and, and safeties you could come up and blitz as well. Um, whereas in the you kind of want longer, rangier guys uh, who are going to hang back in a little bit more zone coverage. Obviously, you you can't not blitz. You, you got to blitz sometimes. The Syracuse will certainly do that. But um, the the athletic fit, the physical fit, is going to be very different. Uh, we'll see some more four-man pressures, and um, the crux of that unit is going to be the defensive end group, which not returned a single player who who saw a snap last season. Um, so they're going to need to get pressure from their defensive ends to run as much zone as they would like to and uh, I think naturally because of that we're going to see a little more blitzing this year than maybe we will in years two and and three and so on. Steven we'll get you out of here on this one I want your prediction for the 2016 season and does that include the possibility of Syracuse playing in a bowl game? Yeah I would say an outside chance uh, maybe a 15 percent you know it's kind of hard to say this far in advance but they have a really difficult schedule Obviously, you're going to play Florida State and Clemson every year. Louisville's certainly a top 25 team this year. You know, probably a little higher up in there um, than a lot of people realize. I think so. You've got and you have Notre Dame in the conference. So you've got four games there that are going to be really tough. Um, South Florida is a very good team. You know, I expect them to be favored by five points. 
maybe a touchdown when they kind of carried them early in the season. You've got UConn on the road. Uh, that's maybe a, a coin flip. Um, you know, I, I think most Syracuse fans don't realize that UConn's made some strides. Um, and then you've, you've got your, you know, you hope you can beat Wake Forest to have the last couple of years. Uh, Boston College will be interesting. <laughs> they had a bizarre team last year with uh, the best defense in the country and arguably the worst offense. So they might be a little bit more balanced and you got to try and beat your pet in, in North Carolina state games. So uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I think four and eight is a pretty reasonable expectation, um, but five wins in a bowl is certainly doable. Um, and obviously if they get the six wins, you know, I think that would be a heck of an accomplishment uh, in year one for Dino Babers. Stephen, thank you so much for coming on again. Stephen Bailey from Syracuse.com doing a great job of covering the team. Stephen, enjoy the season. We'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Wes. Thanks again. Always a pleasure to talk to our friend Stephen, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I'm doing well, Wes. Enjoying the summer, but football's fast approaching. <laughs> Brad, you said it. We're about a month away from the start of the football season. How do you like how the 2016 football team is shaping up? Well, I like it because it's going to be a bunch of surprises for Syracuse opponents. Sure, they'll look back on film from Dino Baber's tenure at Bowling Green, but opponents, especially early on in September, aren't going to really have a good idea of what this Syracuse football team is all about. So I certainly like that aspect of the surprise angle for the opponents early on, and they have some tough opponents in September. And I also just like the overall fresh nature of Syracuse football in this new regime. You know, it's not your grandfather's Syracuse football anymore with Dino Babers and the hurry-up offense and the Tampa 2 defense, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But it's just such a refreshing overall change to Syracuse football. That's what I'm most excited about coming up uh, with the season coming up in a couple of weeks. Brad, what is the key thing that Syracuse fans should be looking for as the team opens up its preseason practices? I'm looking to see if the talent on the roster can play the schemes that Dino Babers is going to uh, unleash on offense. I think there's plenty of talent to run the hurry-up offense among the starting 11 on offense. As far as the defense, we touched upon the pressure on the defensive line. I think the secondary will be better. They certainly can't be more shaky than they were last year. So I'm really intrigued by how the talent on the roster – a pretty talented recruiting class comes in, how the staff is going to mold all of that in year one to be satisfied that they're making progress. Because don't forget, at Dino Baber's introductory press conference, Wes, way back on December 7th of last year, he said from what he's seen in coaching his teams in the past, it takes to that second season for the offense to gel. I have a feeling the offense is going to gel by the end of this season, but whether that translates to wins or not is another story. Brad, are you at all concerned about this inexperienced defensive line? Uh, Steven mentioned it before, but Tampa 2 is all about creating pressure on the quarterback, and I'm not sure if this unit is going to be able to. Well, I'm not overly concerned because I think there are great athletes there. Again, there's not a lot of depth, but there's also four freshmen coming into the program on the D-line when camp opens up uh, later in the week. And the returning guys, you know, Clark, Cross, uh, Jake Picard, uh, Chris Slayton, Caton Samuels. I mean, there's some experience there. They're very athletic. Um, sure, it remains to be seen how effective against ACC offensive lines, but at this point, not overly concerned. 
Brad, I got Stephen Bailey's predictions before, so I'll ask you, 2016 Syracuse football, wins and losses, where do you stand? Well, it's kind of tricky because, you know, the home games are against teams you would think that Syracuse is very competitive against and should beat, and the road games certainly a very tough road schedule in the ACC. But that being said, I see some tough games at home. Uh, just quick rundown, I see a win over Colgate, a loss to Louisville, a, a loss against South Florida, a win against Connecticut, lost to Notre Dame, wins over Wake Forest, and I'm going to say a surprise over Virginia Tech in the Dome, a loss at BC, a loss at Clemson, beating NC State in the Dome, losing to Florida State, and that final game at Pittsburgh, kind of a swing game, but Syracuse has had a miserable record against the Panthers dating back over a decade, so I'll say a loss on the road. That all adds up to 5-7 and seven and just missing out on a bowl game. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. I'm very happy to see that the Syracuse University Athletic Department has put a promotion behind all six home games in the Dome this year. So there's plenty of reason for fans to come out beside watching great college football. Every game is going to have a theme with the second game, the orange out, everyone wearing orange. And then they've made it much easier for recent graduates to purchase tickets and have a great seating section in the Dome. So you can really see behind the scenes, Wes, They've gone out of their way to make sure that it's going to be a fun atmosphere in the Dome for this first season of Dino Babers football. Brad, let's hope the product on the field matches the product off it. And my closing thoughts are on Syracuse field hockey star Alyssa Manley, who's representing the United States in Rio. The U.S. is currently ranked fifth in the world, and I just want to wish them and Alyssa the best of luck as they chase gold. And best of luck to head coach Jim Beheim and SU's Carmelo Anthony as well. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I like when good things happen to me, but I wait two weeks to tell anyone because I like to use the word Fortnite. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.